0: This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is You Need Help. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you why addressing that we all need help actually makes you stronger, not weaker. So there's this underlying story that I have heard, or maybe it's something that I've adopted over my life, but that was the fact that if you went and sought out therapy, you only went when you were broken. Right? Think about it. Like when I even say therapy, like you're going to go see a therapist. The mindset behind that is you have to have something wrong with you to go see this therapist. Now, I get why that would be, right? Like therapists are incredibly well-equipped to put back together pieces of potentially a broken psyche, right? Something that you feel is an inherent, I, I cringe to use this term, but flaw with who you are. And my own personal experience would lend itself to that exact same story. Like I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not ashamed to address this. I have went to therapy for quite some time. I had gone to therapy for quite some time. Probably better, better way to phrase this. The therapy that I went to was almost mandated by the woman that I was dating, and justifiably so. As I've shared on a multitude of episodes, I had unfortunately lost my moral compass sometime along my my life and was not able to be honest with myself nor honest with those in my life. I was not honest about where I was at, who I was with, what I was doing, and that eventually all led to infidelity. And so there was a time and a date and a place where the woman that I was dating at that time had figured out that I had had quite a few other women that I was also dating. By no means am I saying this is my finest moment. It's actually the polar opposite. That's a memory that's pretty seared into my head. As I had, I was living in an apartment at the time, in a, in a small suburb of Columbus, Ohio. And I remember pulling into my my little parking lot, my little neighborhood, and there's, gosh, at that point, I think three women might have even been four, having a conversation, rather heated and not so friendly, in front of the walkway that I would walk up to to get to my apartment. Now normally you see four women talking or having a heated conversation, you assume it's about things that have nothing to do with you. However, in this exact instance, I actually knew all four women because I was dating in some capacity each one of them. Now, the unique part about how I played the game of life at this point was neither one of them knew that they were not my one and only. Every one of them had been living a lie that I had created, that made them feel as though they were special, unique, and one of a kind—my one and only, if you will. Now, as you were listening, you might be questioning how, right? Like how, how, like these women had to be low brow or, or low intelligence women. Something had to be off. From my standpoint, that couldn't be further from the truth. And of course, I want to address the fact I have bias, right? These are women that I dated. But these women, for all intents and purposes, were just completely lied to consistently. Right? like Here I am going to one person's house, changing names and phones, blocking people, doing whatever I had to do for the amount of time I had to do it. And then I would leave and get back in my car and try to recalibrate my phone and get ready to go see whoever the next person was, whether it was that day or the next day. I mean, it's deplorable to say it out loud, but that was what I was doing. And so when everything melts down, everything burns to the ground, one of the women decides to stay around and have additional conversation with me. And at that point, I'm personally gasping for air, right? Like not not physically, but metaphorically. Like here I am, I've had this house of cards that was built and it's crumbled and it can't be resurrected. And I'm now forced to face the reality that I might have to actually be alone by myself, which is a horribly scary place to be when you felt alone when you were young. I'll get into that in a moment. And so instead of... Understanding that the health of each relationship wasn't there, the health of myself wasn't there in order to stay in a committed relationship, I grasped towards the one relationship that was willing to still show a sign of life. The sign of life would require me to go to counseling. This woman said, look, if you want any chance of this ever working out, you have to go to counseling. You have to go and work on yourself. You have to go. It was like this, this ultimatum, basically. Well, of course, an ultimatum is not healthy, especially when it's under duress, but we can move that to the side, and I'll say there was good intentions there. And so I went, right? I, I sought out a counselor. I found one based off a Christian religion who was incredible, right? Like, he's a really, really good guy. Easy to talk to, easy to sit down with, the, the whole deal. And that, those counseling sessions went once a week for three months, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. As I was regaining my own voice, regaining trust in myself, and eventually her regaining trust in me. Now, here's where things are different to me. Twofold. One, it's no secret. I eventually went back to my old ways, right? Like when the pressure cooker was, when the lid was taken off the pressure cooker, I eventually went back to the lying and cheating that I had become so accustomed to. Now in my spot and what I do now is, Call, I literally call it life optimization coaching. I don't know how else to say what it is that I do because I truly feel like if I work with you or we choose to work with one another, I can truly optimize every part of your life from my current perspective, the things I've been through and the knowledge that I have. I know that with complete certainty. I don't care if you are one of the wonderful individuals that I work with that own businesses that make half a million dollars a year or more. or I don't care if you are a bagger at the local Walmart. There is a way to get you to where you want to go. That is a path that you cannot see from your current perspective. All that, move it to the side for a second. I retreated back to my old ways. In my opinion, that is because in therapy, we never dealt with the original instances that created the beliefs, the stories, the systems, and the emotions that I was running in my present day. We never got there. And if we did get there, we didn't get there in a way that was impactful enough for me to truly remember it and own it as my own. You see, no different than the therapy that I was forced to go to, I was forced into that situation, right? I had to go in order to have something else happen that I put on greater value than my own time. So when that same therapist were forcing me, if he did... To look into my early childhood my early developmental years the belief systems and patterns that i'd created if he did force me into that box which i don't believe he did if he forced me there it didn't mean anything to me he didn't break through you know this isn't a one-size-fits-all deal and so it's interesting in bringing that up because First and foremost, I don't believe the only people that go to counseling or to therapy or that get coaches are ones that are broken. I believe that is a horrible story that we as a society have adopted only because we we hear about people going under duress to seek out help. Well, what if you are listening? What if you're the one whose life is great? Right? Like what if your life as you're listening is just it's good? Your body's not all that bad. You got a decent relationship? You you believe you know who a higher power is? Maybe it's God in your situation. And you got a business that that pays the bills, right? You go to you go to work every day and you feel decent about what you do. Think about those adjectives that were just used. Decent, okay, average. I don't believe that we are designed to be any of those things. I believe we are designed to expand and be elite. I believe personally that divinity is inside of all of us and if we are godlike on our own beings then we must ascend to higher levels consistently because that's exactly what he did. But I share that with you because you don't have to be broken to go to a therapist. You don't have to be broken to find a coach. You don't have to be broken to seek out more than you have. Being average, in my opinion, can be the same as being catastrophically broken And as it pertains to my personal coaching business, I've noticed two distinct, really three distinct paths. The men that have reached out to me over the past year, whatever it's been, are in one of two buckets. Bucket number one, which this might be you, your life is burning to the ground. You're overweight, you may or may not be cheating on your significant other. You might have a drug addiction or be coming off the backside of a drug addiction. You are unfulfilled in work and you have no idea who God is. You literally feel like you're gasping for air more days than not. That is a client. That is a profile of someone who seeks out help, especially as a man, right? Like most men don't ask for help until the world is literally burning. Now, women, you are much different. You listen, you hear you process things from an emotional standpoint, you realize there's a greater path, and you typically take quick action. I currently have more women clients than I have men. It's been the most incredible gift to see this over the past, really, six months. A transition transition the story that I had told myself that this was a male-centered podcast and I was a male-centered coach, and see the fact that how I operate, the way that I care, the way that I give, the systems and processes I've created create change for everyone, not just men. Then the last really unique subset of of clients are the clients whose life is going very well. They feel good in their own skin. They've got a good business. They have a career path. They know who God is. They have a good relationship. They just realize they want a jumpstart to success. They want to catapult themselves to a new level. They truly want an optimized experience here on this planet. One of those three buckets, inevitably, there's a good chance you fit into. Right Again, if if we look at the burning it down bucket, that's also kind of like the stagnation bucket, right? If you're listening right now and you don't feel like you have that life that's on fire, you don't feel like you have everything you've ever wanted, you don't have an endless amount of sex or an endless amount of money or the body you've always sought after, there's a way to actually get that. Oddly enough, this is still not a pitch to have you coach with me. I don't really care right now. It's a fact you don't have to be broken to find someone to help you. You simply have to be willing to be slightly vulnerable for just a moment. That same vulnerability is the vulnerability that most of us have ran from our entire lives. We don't wish to be vulnerable. We don't want someone else to see us cry. Even on my coaching calls with my own clients to start with for the first two weeks, they do everything they can to hold back their tears, which is crazy. I tell everyone the same thing. That's the old you. That's the suppressed you. That's the repressed part of your soul that's just coming out finally. It has to. Right? Like crying is actually healthy. It doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you stronger. But as a whole, we've been told it doesn't. Right? Like there's nobody that looks great when they're crying. There's nobody that has all their faculties about them when they're sobbing and weeping. So you need to be in a safe space where you feel protected and honored so that you can share some of these things that you might not have shared with anyone else. When my clients share with me those important things that they openly say they have not shared with anyone else or not in longer than they can remember, the biggest breakthroughs always come on the backside of that, 100% of the time. I mean, always. It's the craziest thing. Right? The things that we fight, the things that we are convinced that we don't want the world to see, the minute that we drop our shield and we actually let that out, growth comes on the backside 100% of the time. It comes on the backside 100% of the time when you're sharing that with someone that cares, that doesn't judge, and that creates a path for you to get somewhere else. Hence, therapist, a counselor, a coach. These are all things. These are all people that are created or taught to take you from where you're at to where you want to arrive to, right? Because let's be real right now, maybe for the first time in your, in your entire day, maybe in your entire week or month, you're not where you want to be. That's a painful truth, right? You don't like it when I say that. You're not where you want to be. If you were where you want to be, you probably don't listen to this show. That's Okay. Right, Because I would view it, even from my chair inside the office recording this podcast, I am nowhere near where I want to be. Like not even close. The level that I'm going to ascend to, the things that I'm working towards, the process of progress that I'm tranching down is my own. And it's different. And I can't always see how to get there. So I hire people. I pay people to help me get there. And so I want to touch base on what that looks like, because maybe there's a chance as you're listening, you're curious. Like, what does this even mean? What does coaching mean? Well, I can certainly tell you what it's not. I don't sit here and ask you why over and over and over again. I don't yell at you. I don't question the decisions you make. I don't force you to do things that you wouldn't do if they were unhealthy. What coaching ends up being for me is a way to lean into you so that you can find the answers that you've been seeking for inside yourself. See, I don't believe in this codependency that exists inside this industry, right? Like making you feel shame and guilt for not going for longer than 12 or 14 weeks and having endless upsells and making sure that you're a never ending well of money that I can tap into is rather absurd to me. Because certainly there's there's plans and paths to get us to the six month park. Because there needs to be, right? It's twenty-one days to create a habit, it's ninety days to create a lifestyle, and then it's really six months to replace all the old habits and the hobbies with the new healthy behaviors that are now ingrained in your soul. Like it's a six month process. Anybody that tells you differently is ultimately bullshitting you. They're not telling you the truth. Just think about your own life. Think about the things you do now. What is it that you've done for six months straight? probably not much, take a shower, brush your teeth, eat food? Have you went to the gym every day for six months straight? Have you went to church every day for six months straight? Have you meditated every day for six months straight? Have you told and shown your loved ones how much you care about them every day with reckless abandon for six months straight? I already know the answer. It's no. Because six months is hard and we need accountability to get there. And that's a lot of what this is. A lot of the coaching that we go through is diving into the old original stories, the things that you've been running from for a long time. We take impactful things that are happening in the real-time moment and we reframe them. We go back to when the first times are that we remembered feeling that because when we go back to the first time, then we can address why you have the belief system you have now. What are your emotions? What is the story you're telling yourself? Because it's replicated itself and manifested itself ever since the first time it happened to you because you were taught a coping mechanism back then to keep you safe. See, all these things, I'm talking fast because I'm passionate about it, because this exact thing for me is a craft. It's not a hobby. It's not a business to drain people over their bank accounts. It's a business in which I want to make an impact in the world. It's something I take incredibly seriously. It's something I read about and try to massage and mature every day, every day. So not only do do we go back to the past part, but we talk about goal setting and the appropriate way to actually set goals. And then we make meaningful and impactful goals that are shrunken down into time chunks that we can actually obtain together. Then we create healthy habits and lifestyles around what is going to actually get us there. We have weekly homework where we hold each other accountable. We have consistent banter back and forth through email or through text messages. We go all in, right? I become like the, the family member you never knew you needed. Probably the one you never knew you wanted. But what happens after that What ends up being 14 weeks together is your life is 100% of the time, if you go all the way in, it's unrecognizable to the person you used to be. Because for the first time in most people's lives, I sit across from you on a face-to-face call every week and I don't judge you. I don't ridicule you. I don't question you with judgment. I listen. And I provide perspective. And I show you where the flashlight is inside of you to aim in the darkest corner of your soul that you've been running from. And I hold your shoulder as you lean into it and you look at the monster in the corner. And what happens is when you look over in the corner, it's never as bad as you think it is. And we address it step by step. And week by week. And then month by month. And we get clear on diets and how your blood type is and how you should eat most efficiently. We get, to, we get clear on a workout plan that's sustainable for you. We get clear on a meditation practice. We get clear on how to connect to a higher power, whether that's church or whatever you want to go to. We get clear on how we're going to have healthier relationships, both with our parents, our siblings, and with our significant others. We get clear on business plans and how to either rise up through a business that someone else owns or launch, create, and scale our own. That's what goes on. right? Like That's, that's the magic veil that no one seems to want to talk about. That's the part that's actually going to get you from point A to point B. And still, at this moment, I have 33 clients. I can't take another one. I'd be honored to have an email from you. I'd be honored to open up a conversation. But until the first or second week of January, I have no more time. Because when I work with a client, I'm all the way there. I'm all the way present. We're face-to-face on a Zoom phone call, and I'm receiving the energy and the things that you're dumping, they are coming into me, and I take them with open arms. I don't have my phone in my hand. I'm not texting other people. I'm not on other calls. I'm there. And so maybe that's exactly what you need, right? Like I truly believe every person on the planet would benefit from expanding their capacity on what's possible. Because if we're honest with ourselves, we've all felt stuck. Certainly, I have, based off code test results, we've all felt alone. Every one of us, as you're listening right now, I know you feel alone or have felt alone in the past month. You felt like no one understood you. You felt trapped in your job or where you, what you're doing. You haven't been completely happy with your body. And it shows, right? There's a test that I can now truly quantify what I'm telling you. I can see it. I know it. That's also part of my coaching, right? We, we literally unlock your capacity. I see how your brain is firing, and we share it back and forth. I want you to know how it works because if you know how it works and you can raise your level of awareness, then you can do something about it. What happens for most people is you just, we all just drift through life aimlessly, right? Like I tell every client the same thing, and I'm going to share it with you. There's a good chance as you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to it on an Apple iPhone as you're holding your Apple iPhone in your hand or it's in your pocket as you're at the gym or wherever it's at, put in your car. Think about the last time your Apple iPhone forced an update, right? That annoying blue dot that you had to press because you didn't want to see it on your page anymore and it forced an, an a system update. And begrudgingly, after a certain period of time, you connected to Wi-Fi and you updated your system. You certainly didn't do it around the time a new iPhone comes out because at that point, Apple is literally limiting your battery life on purpose to force you to get another phone. Secondary conversation. Nonetheless, you updated your phone because you thought that what the update was going to provide would be a better experience for you. Right? That's what we all do. If you don't do it with your phone, you certainly do it with your computer because there's always updates on your computer. But when those updates come, you push them off, and you eventually do it, probably when you're asleep, and you wake up the next morning, and you look, you're like, I don't really see that much different. But the computer runs more efficiently, the phone has new features. But what about yourself? When's the last time you stopped to realize that you're running an operating system that's outdated? If I were to tell you right now, you can use the internet, but you had to use a dial up modem which many might not even know what it is. If you had to use dial-up, you would laugh. You would never want to do it. You're literally running in your psyche. You're running dial-up right now. The way you think, what you think is possible is a dial-up-based system. When you have access to the fastest, most powerful broadband connectivity in the world, you have it. You just have to open it up. You have to download your new operating system. All these things are all meant to show you that there's, you don't have to be broken to seek help. I actually think those that seek help, whether on fire right now or in fire right now, are the ones that are going to ascend over the next year, 18 months, two years to heights that most people would not be able to fathom. So as we turn the corner on wrapping up 2018 and we jump into 2019, think about what you want to actually do with your life. Like It's never too late to start to take the step to become more of a person than you already are, to optimize your experience. I'd like you to imagine what would happen if you had the exact body that you've always wanted, the amount of lean muscle, the lack of fat, the confidence, the power, the strength. What would that feel like for you? What would it feel like to have a relationship that was truly dialed in, where you were respected by your partner, you were loved, you were honored, you were appreciated, you were able to have endless passionate sex that was committed, that you knew you were there, you knew you were both there for one another? What would it look like to you to have a business, whether in a company or starting your own company, where you knew that your outcome and your potential was limitless? where you would literally have exactly what you want because you'd have the path to get there and all you'd have to do is follow it. How much different would your life be if you actually did those things? It'd be incredible, wouldn't it? That incredible nature can be your reality in 2019. You just have to reach out to somebody. And I'd be honored if I'm the one that you want to reach out to. super easy. It's ryan at gsdmediagroup.com. But if it's not me and it's a therapist or it's another coach or it's a counselor or it's a church pastor, if it's it's someone that you believe has the lifestyle that you wish to have yourself, reach for them and go for it. Because you owe it to yourself to raise your level of consciousness and raise your level of capacity. And if you do that every day, you'll be able to get shit done.